Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome into Brewcast from Maze & Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Here with you, Tuesday night, July 26th, headed into Wednesday July 27th, Luke Yardy, Scotty White, good to be back with you. And why is this day important, this July 26th day? Well, we had Big Ten Media Days kicking off today in Indianapolis. And, you know, the Big Ten Media Days, you you could go through it and you're going to get a lot of coach speak and, you know, some bad questions being asked, not picking out anyone, you know, but there's some answers that you're not going to find anything out of. But there is plenty to talk about if you are willing to read between the lines. A huge shout out to our colleague, Scotty Trevor Woods, who is in Indianapolis here today. If you head to maizeandbrew.com, you can read all of the quotes from everyone. Trevor absolutely crushed it uh, from Indy here today, and and I'm glad he did because I've got it all in one spot. We could take a look at all the quotes and see exactly what these guys are saying, Coach Harbaugh, you know, and, and the rest of the players down there. There is some things we need to get to here, Scotty. Um, again, had to read between the lines a little bit, but there are little bits and pieces you can take out of this. But first and foremost, man, how you doing here tonight? I'm doing great, man. Um, kind of like what you said on last week's show, this, the media days, it's the first real big taste of college football. Um, so we we're already starting to feel a little bit, but now, you know, it's time. It's just over a month away. Um, yeah, I mean, I had work all day and I was just on Twitter at every time I could get, um, when there was kind of, a um, uh, any chance that I got and to, to read all of this stuff, but yeah, definitely a shout out to Trevor. Um, he's got tons of stuff up on the website. 
uh, everything you need to know from media days makes it a lot easier for me to keep up on it while I'm at work. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm really excited to talk about it today. We're under the 40 day threshold, 39 days away from today, man, until kickoff. So we're getting there. It's getting real close. It's going to be sneaking up on us, especially every week. Now we're going to be talking about something different. You know, camp's going to be opening up here pretty soon. We're going to be getting reports out of that. You know, obviously uh, the, the big question, we'll just uh, first and foremost, we'll start out with it because it's the, the one everyone is waiting for an answer on, and that is who is going to be uh, the starting quarterback come week one. Now we, we didn't get a full-on answer here today, Scotty, uh, obviously, because Jim Harbaugh is just not going to do that. Actually, I, he kind of did it last year with Cade, though he was really the only option, um, you know, with, with J.J. McCarthy being a true freshman, the only guy that was going to be a, a viable competition in camp for Cade McNamara last year. Um, but this year, you know, he, he's kind of back to his uh, Harbaugh ways, but pretty much saying that this is a two-horse race, you know, between yeah. Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy. So he's just confirming things that we – already assumed um you know he said uh that we quote we're gonna know who the best player is by who plays the best Cade McNamara is gonna be really tough to beat out for the starting quarterback job JJ McCarthy is going to be really tough to beat out for the starting quarterback job end quote so that was uh what Jim Harbaugh you know kind of had to say in in the coach speak sort of thing but that number one tells you two things no one else is really going to be fighting, you know, for this job. There's no dark horse candidate here. And we already knew that. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh is the kind of guy who is, is going to say things, you know, that uh, some of these other guys are going to be, you know, fighting for the job. He didn't say that this is a two horse race. We kind of knew that, but we definitely got that confirmation here today. Yeah, definitely no surprises there. Um, like we said, I mean, camp hasn't even started yet. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to find out in August um, when those two really get into battle in that month leading up to the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, kind of just confirmed what we already knew. Um, but I will say I thought Cade McNamara did a great job addressing his questions regarding the quarterback mm-hmm. battle. Um, he had all the right answers, you know, just saying this kind of stuff makes me better. I'm getting better faster. Um, and I'm getting better than I would be if I was sitting comfortably in the quarterback room. So I, I loved that quote, man. I really did. It's a great mentality to have because uh, we don't know who's going to you know, win this job. I, I don't even know if there is going to be a winner of this job, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you know, this this could be an even more of a platoon thing than last year. Coach Harbaugh kind of touched on, on that a little bit as well. He said there, you know, there could be a starter. We could have a platoon situation. You know, we could have both guys playing. And obviously he's playing that one kind of close to the vest there but I love that quote from Kate that you just mentioned that he's getting he's getting better faster than he would if he was comfortably sitting in in the quarterback room a head and shoulders above everyone else man and that's such a great mentality to have and that's that's why competitions like this are healthy right yeah definitely um and yeah he 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 answered all of it right and and I saw a video on Twitter too that I liked it, it, it seems like a healthy quarterback competition. Yeah. You know? that's, that's what you said. And, and there's a video I saw. It was the Ohio State game, uh, one of the deep passes that JJ connects on. And there's a good camera angle, and it links up JJ and Cade making eye contact. They just give each other a little nod. Like, that's what this is, man. Like, they really seem like the ultimate goal here is this football team to win games. It seems like they're on the same page. It seems like a healthy battle, and it seems like it's making both guys get better. And there was one other quote, and this is what I kind of meant, 
you know, by, by read between the lines, you it's not a quote that really jumps out that much, but it kind of gives you an idea of what camp is going to look like, right? Harbaugh said, quote, Cade's the starting quarterback. When he's when we line up, he's going to be with the first team, end quote. Now, he said, he went on to say, quote, now eventually over to the training camp, J.J. will get the same opportunity that Cade will. They're both going to get a ton of reps. There will be time to have that competition and to st- determine who the starting quarterback is for the first game, end quote. But we do get, and this isn't a surprise, J.J., you know, obviously had the, the shoulder surgery. He had he had to do a lot of recovery. He didn't get to play in the spring game, and his spring was cut a little bit short here, and he's had a lot of rehab, hasn't thrown a ton over the summer. So this isn't a real surprise, but it, it is laying out there that Cade heading into camp is QB1 on the depth chart. He's going to be getting those first-team reps, at least for the, the beginning of camp. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely his job to lose. He had it last year. He won the Big Ten with it. Um, It's his job to lose. And um, I think that another thing that's important to consider with the quarterback battle is Michigan's schedule. Um, Because like you said, I think that it's probably going to be, you know, against Colorado State, we're going to see a decent mix of both those guys. Um, And really for the whole month of September, I think that that could be the case because Michigan's First true test comes week five on the road against Iowa. Um, I would and, and so I, I, I would think, throw Maryland in there. I, I honestly would because September yeah. Maryland is they've played good football. So that's I'd much rather I like when we play Maryland, you know, the week before Ohio State, because by then the, the wheels have fallen off the cart for the Terrapins. That first month of the season, it's a little dicey. I think I think the first three weeks is going to be the window for Michigan to get things figured out. And they're going to face a little bit of a test against Maryland at the big house. I truly believe that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, and also Tagovailoa is asleep, but he's a very talented quarterback. Um, so you're right. You shouldn't, I'm already, I'm already looking ahead, looking past opponents. Um, it's a dangerous game to play. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michigan's got a few weeks to get things figured out. Um, hopefully they can take care of business against Maryland. Maryland hasn't really given them a lot of trouble in the past, but like you said, September, Maryland can be a good team. Um, they knocked off Texas a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Knocked them um, off two years in a row. Yeah, they're they're out they're a solid team, especially in September. Talk about those going to be a good quarterback. They they um, had a nice. Right. They, they could sneak up on on Michigan, um, but it is definitely good to have a few weeks where you're playing some lesser opponents and you still have some time to get both of those guys some game action and really figure out who's going to be the guy going into the the depths of the Big Ten season. And I'm looking it up uh, right now, but I think they had a win against who, like West Virginia, maybe it last year Virginia. in Week One. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. So. Thir- thirty to twenty-four, they they beat West Virginia in Week One. Yeah. So it is September. September Maryland is going to be a little bit of a test uh, for Michigan. So I would imagine they're they're going to have a feel much more of a feel on the situation by then, though. Um, and it'll be, you know, rather interesting to see. Uh, another thing that, you know, gets taken into consideration is I, I think we know, um, you know, it's, it's similar to last year, right? Like, I, I, you feel like 
The floor is, is a little bit higher with, with Cade McNamara because of his decision-making, obviously, uh, comes into play. He doesn't take a, a ton of chances, but if the play is there to be made, you know, he'll make it. He won't necessarily force the issue. I think the floor is a little higher, but obviously the ceiling is higher with J.J. McCarthy. And when you have the weapons that Michigan is going to have this year, that, that wide receiver room is stacked. You've got Eric All uh, coming back. Like, they got weapons galore. Donovan Edwards is going to be thrust into a greater role. You know, uh, we'll get to what Jim Harbaugh probably said about him a little bit. He, he kind of mentioned he's uh, he's a once-in-a-generation player, so obviously some big things coming for Donovan Edwards here this year. Like, what is – do you just completely go J.J. and make that ceiling as high as possible? Or w- with this many weapons, you take the the safer guy because you just got to get the hands into the, the ball into the hands of the playmakers. Like, that. that's ultimately, I, I think, going to be a big decision – you know, and I, I'm sure the coaches see the the exact same thing and just have to make that decision on what's best for the team. Exactly. It, it is hard. Um, and I think that that run game really is going to play such a big factor because, I mean, does Michigan have the season that they have last year with Kate at quarterback if they don't have Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum? Maybe, but we don't know because it was so easy to rely on those running backs And that could be the case again this year with Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards. But the thing that really stood out to me last year in the passing game was just kind of, I mean, like you said, the ceiling's higher with JJ. He makes consistently makes some really impressive throws. Um, The deep ball consistently hitting guys in strides had a couple, I mean, the crazy one week one against Western to Dalen Baldwin, another one, just dropping it right in the bread basket for Dalen Baldwin again against Wisconsin. Um, his one deeper pass against Ohio state that I was talking about earlier. And don't get me wrong. Kate has made those throws too, but JJ, like you said, the ceiling with the arm is, is definitely higher, but the mistakes come too, which we saw against Michigan state. Yeah. No question about it. Uh, Harbaugh also talked kind of about what they're going to lean on here this year. Uh, he, He mentioned, he said, quote, I really believe our passing game has a chance to be really, really good. We'll lean on that as well feels like a pitcher having a great fastball and a great curveball end quote so maybe things are going to change a little bit maybe it's it's not going to be you know run behind the the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line and just you know really beat you down and then beat you over the top sounds like maybe uh, this is going to be you know from the very beginning more of a uh, hey let's sling this thing around let's have the defense start playing on their heels a little bit which obviously w- would be completely different I you know I, I kind of went and looked back at my notes uh, from last year and I believe I, I can't quite remember it's in my phone here um, it was a it was either the uh, Westford or excuse me Western Michigan game or it was um, the Washington game but but I kind of went and looked at it and you know to, to begin the game it was like five of the five of their seven first down they had uh, five of seven first down runs with starters so this was this must have been the uh, the Western Michigan game so f- on first down, in that game with the starters in, they ran the ball on first down five of those seven times, which, I mean, sounds like maybe that's reversed here a little bit this year because you start taking a look at the advanced analytics, particularly in the NFL, uh, first down passing has much higher EPA per play, you know, than first down running. But Michigan, you know, w- was able to to really grind it down the throats of their opponent's defense. So uh, maybe there's a, a little change of philosophy here this year coming. Yeah, dude, I mean, 
when I, when you really start thinking about it, I mean, the weapons on the offense is insane. And it's like, I mean, you can't be like, you can't not be pass first with the wide receiver weapons they've got and the arm talent they've got at quarterback. But then you've got Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards in the run game. And it's just, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what they lean on because it, I mean, it really does seem like they can go either way. There's just so much talent on the offense. Yeah, it, it, it is going to be, obviously, the, the question mark is going to be uh, defensively as we, uh, there, there is a interesting thing that uh, he did mention, by the way, uh, did Jim Harbaugh, because he was, you know, asked about the defense here this year, um, and, and of course, you know, more so talking about, you know, the, the transition on the defensive side with a new defensive coordinator. Uh, Harbaugh said defensively, there's a new defensive coordinator. Isn't that the, the, like most, when you're asked, he was asked directly about, you know, replacing Mike McDonald with, uh, Jesse Minter. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, will there be any new concepts, new schemes installed based on the, the personnel and Jim Harbaugh just kind of restates it. He's like, defensively, there's a new defensive coordinator that wasn't on our staff last year. Jesse Minter like that. Is that not just like the perfect Harbaugh quote when he gets a direct question about the new defensive coordinator? <laughs> That's classic Harbaugh right there. <laughs> Uh, and then he mentioned going back to last year, and I don't, I don't remember knowing this, or I don't know if this is new info or not. This was new to me. I'm not sure if I was living under a rock, but he said, "quote My brother John recommended two coaches to me. He said you can have Mike McDonald or Jesse Minter. Really take your pick. They're both greats." Uh, end quote. So he said he, he talked to Mike McDonald, liked them, obviously offered him the job. Said he talked to Jesse Minter, but not quite as much. But I didn't know that. You know, that was the case that that John Harbaugh was like, look, both of these guys are great. And then Jesse Minter kind of went and did one year at Vanderbilt, obviously, as a defensive coordinator and kind of got uh, a bit of an apprenticeship over there before he slides into to the Michigan role. Yeah, I, I had not heard that either, um, but that's definitely good to hear. I know a lot of people have looked at Vanderbilt last year and been like, oh, what? Like they sucked. They gave up so many points like. Is this guy really for real? But, I mean, it's Vanderbilt. I don't Mm. think that it entirely is coming down to coaching at that point. Um, But, no, I don't think you're living under a rock. I had Maybe we're both living under rocks, uh, but I had not heard that either, but that's definitely good to hear. And then on the flip side of that, obviously, uh, Josh Gaddis is now at the University of Miami. He was also asked pretty much in the same question uh, about having a new offensive coordinator. He said, uh, quote, so outstanding on offense, both our core core – Co-coordinators were on the staff last year. Both Sharon Moore and both Matt Weiss uh, were on the staff. Matt Weiss is incredibly smart. He is one of those persons that when you're doing a project so detailed, thinks about every angle, plans everything out. I've never met a play I don't like and always feel our players can execute anything. Just give them a chance. So that sounds almost like a, a creative standpoint, right? Like, this guy's like the mad scientist. It sounds like he's just he's just in the lab cooking up these, you know, ridiculous non-traditional plays to give the the offense an advantage. At least that's what, you know, I'm kind of reading it as. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I mean, I definitely feel good about the new offensive positions. I mean, obviously the offense is loaded with talent and those are guys that have already been here. They know the system. Um, but yeah, the defense, defense is definitely a question mark, lost a lot, new coach back there. Um, I still think that there is a lot of 
young talent that's that's going to be um, very promising this year. And and one quote that stood out to me from Harbaugh was, "There are more guys hungry like David Ajabo was a year ago, a hunger to be great." That's why I feel as I watch it, I just have a sneaking suspicion that 2022 could be even better on defense. He, he did also mention, uh, just from a, a team standpoint, that he feels the team is further ahead uh, right yeah. now than they were at this point last year. Yeah. Now, I mean, that I'm, obviously you lost a lot. You, you lost guys like Dax Hill, Aiden Hutchinson, and David Ajabo. But, I mean, coming off the year that they had in 2020, and coming off the year they had last year and a lot of returning guys, especially on the offensive side of the football, you would certainly hope that's the case, right? Right, right. So uh, offensively, we, we talked about it. Other than maybe from a philosophical standpoint of play type calling, I, I don't think we see a whole lot of difference in the offense here this year, just handing the reins to, to Matt Weiss and Sharon Moore. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think it's going to be pretty similar. Um, I mean, yeah, like we talked about, it's just going to be, I, I think, I mean, if, if I had to guess, I don't like, I mean, you can't not use the passing game. Like it's gotta be more than last year with the weapons that you have. Um, I would say with, with what Michigan's got, the play calling is going to be, uh, more balanced than it was last year. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that seems to be what the only question mark is for sure. Um, and then, uh, obviously, we'll, we'll get to the, the quote on the goals here because yeah, – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, it is a little different than last year, obviously. You and I talked about it last week, right? Like, what we wanted to kind of see answered here. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't really get that, uh, I wouldn't say, because – Okay, so we'll just say it. The question was, quote, you won the Big Ten Championship – and made it to the playoffs. Both are huge accomplishments. What do you hope to achieve this season? End quote. First and foremost, I mean, no offense whoever asked it, and, you know, it's it, it's kind of a cookie cutter, you know, just want to fill your article question, obviously, right? Like, what do you hope What do you hope to achieve this season? You ask the, big, the reigning Big Ten champion and a college football playoff participant that, like, you, you probably know what the answer is going to be. And Jim Harbaugh, he, he gave the, the coach speak answer, quote, so our goals would be to beat Ohio State and Michigan State in the same year, win the Big Ten Championship, and win the National Championship. Those are our four goals, end quote. Like, that's not necessarily, you, you know, we we know that, right? Like, we, we obviously know that, that. This team obviously has goals with what they have returning. They're, they're going to be probably, you know, a top 10 preseason team. Uh, they're, the again, reigning Big Ten champs. Of course, that's going to be their goals. What we were more interested in is, like, what is the attitude, right? And he touched on that a little bit. You know, he just kind of gave a short answer that this team has never seen a challenge. They don't attack or, you know, whatever he said there. Um but, uh, you know, like last year, it's just – it's a different vibe in that sense, you know, of the we're going to do it or we're going to die trying. This is kind of back to the old school. Uh, yeah, here, here are our goals. We, we want to beat our rivals. We want to win the Big Ten Championship. We want to win the National Championship. It's like, yeah, well, uh, all right. Yeah, we, we know that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you said, we know what that answer is going to be. Um, we know what their goals are. Um I mean, good. Those are good goals to have. I would hope that those are the goals. I hope that they achieve all those goals. Um, I, I like adding Michigan State in there. Obviously, um, I mean, it goes without saying that Michigan wants to beat, up, to beat Michigan State. Um, 
But, you know, after the last two just really, really horrid losses against them, that's that's got to be a huge focal point going into this season because, yeah, I mean, the loss really didn't affect the season last year. But, I mean, you want to beat Michigan State, you know, like 12-1, and one, you'd rather be 13-0 with a win against your other rival, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you, you want to win every single game. Uh, would I take the exact same season – this year that happened last year, uh, 100%. Literally 100%. 100 times out of 100. I <laughs> yes. mean, uh, if Michigan, again, has one Big Ten loss uh, to Michigan State, beats Ohio State, wins a Big Ten championship, and goes to the college football playoff, guess what? I'm happy, I, you I know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if that's, like, an unpopular thing amongst the the fan base. Um, I would even take it the other way. If the, the one loss was to Ohio State, but Michigan still went on to win the Big Ten Championship, I'd feel a lot worse about that, though, uh, th- than the flip side of losing to Michigan State. Because beating Ohio State, that the, what I felt November 27th, Scotty, I've never really felt that way about yeah. a win over Michigan State or really a win, any other win ever that wasn't Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? That there's just it is what it is, right? Like it's what you grow up with. Maybe the next generation will feel that way about Michigan State, but for me growing up, you know, and watching these games, it just it never was quite like that. You know what I'm saying? So Michigan beating Ohio State is just it, it's a whole other level. That game exists on a different plane in my mind. You know, whether that's right or wrong, whether it's, you know, a, a shared opinion amongst the masses, I'm not sure. That's that's just the way it is for me. I 100% agree with you, dude. Like I'm picking the Ohio state win over the Michigan state win. Like you said, a hundred times out of a hundred. I, I, I cried my eyes out on November 27th. Dude, dude. I, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's I, the only, it's the only game that if you win it, it'll make me shed tears, but bar yeah, none. Yeah. I'll never do it for a win against Michigan state. No matter what, yeah. like you just, it, am, it can't happen. Yeah. I, like you said, dude, I've never felt like that after a win, like nothing else mattered in the world. Like, happiest moment ever which some people might think is weird to be that excited about a sporting event i don't i think it's yeah awesome. it, it I, might it might be weird but guess what like it, it's, it is it. who i am you know like exactly i love that i'm that invested in it and it was awesome and like you said dude I've, i i like beating michigan state i'll text my state buddies and give them some crap but i've never been even close to tears from it and that day on november 27th i cried like a baby and i'm proud of it yeah absolutely now it would be Pretty sweet. Not gonna lie to you. If both teams were undefeated going into that, going into the shoe that last weekend, uh, it would send my stress levels through the roof. Oh yeah. You, you know, like that. It probably wouldn't be good on my heart. No. But I mean, it it would be incredible. It'd be great for the sport of college football uh, as well. But you know, uh, we'll see what happens. And and as long as the hunger is there, I still want to know how these guys are going to react to being the team that is now that has the target on their back because they're the last they're the most recent banner up in Indy you know you saw it here today uh it, it's it's a situation in which Michigan has not experienced in the division era you know and since 2003 so it's going to be completely different you know we, we got a little coach speak today obviously on it but uh we're, we're going to find out I, I think we got more from the players you know, obviously, that than we did from Jim Harbaugh 
here today because you heard some things, obviously, with Kate McNamara. Uh, Mozzie Smith, you know, mentioned that Michigan State is going to be circled on the schedule uh, here this year. So, you know, they've got – it sounds like we got a little more from the, the players than we did the coach here today. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like you said, it's coach talk. Um, and, you know, it's like they say a lot of things that are going to get you excited, but obviously they're not going to come out and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. We suck. Like, you know, every coach is going to you know, tell you their team's looking great. Um, but, I mean, dude, we're a month away from football, so it's going to get me excited no matter what. Absolutely, man. We are. Yeah, we're under 40 days away uh, until we get to Michigan football. There's one other thing not Michigan specific related that was said today in Indianapolis that I do want to get to before we do that. Want to let you know support for Brewcast is brought to you by Manscaped, best in men's below the waist grooming products, precision engineered. Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. If actually, if you head to my Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Go to my media. You're going to see a pic of the Performance Package 4.0, excuse me, and everything that you get. It is so much. I mean, you've got the lawnmower, the weed whacker. You've, you've got the deodorant, the toner. You get a shirt. You get a pair of Performance Boxers. You get so much with this. It's amazing. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off free worldwide shipping with the code MNB20 at manscaped.com. Head there today. I'll tell you what. I used it today. I used my kit here today. I'm feeling like a million bucks. You can too. And and we're giving you 20% off. Go and get it. I promise it is going to be a game changer for you. 20% off and free shipping with the code MNB20 at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MNB20. B20. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. So one thing that kind of made my ears perk up a little bit here, Scotty, because throughout the, the last couple of years, commissioners generally, you know, when, when it comes to like big deals, they, they kind of play everything a little close to the vest, right? You, you, like they don't really come out and are overly... I don't know. I you know I don't, I don't know the right word here, but they they don't go all in. They they don't deal. You know they 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 kind of straddle the fence a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Warren didn't really do that today when he was asked about college football playoff expansion. Yes. Uh, yeah. He said, "Quote: I'm 100 percent supportive for college football playoff expansion. What is that right number? We'll figure it out." And another thing that he mentioned that I found really interesting is, quote, I still feel strongly we need to open it up to have multiple media partners that we need to have from the college football playoff standpoint. We need to take a holistic view. We need to make sure we protect some of the critical relationships, end quote. Now, what does that sound like to you? To me, that sounds like, hey, the SEC is about to be an ESPN property. The college football playoff is an ESPN property. We need to get a little different say in maybe the decision making regarding the college football playoff. We shouldn't let that up to the e- to ESPN and the SEC alone. Let's open it up here to multiple media partners and multiple conferences to have a bigger say, so we can get a bigger expansion. Barry Alvarez talked to Nicole Albrecht of the Athletic here today and talked about 
hey, the 16-team college football playoff expansion. That's a really intriguing idea, you know, that, that we really open it up and all of the FBS gets a representation in the college football playoff. So uh, some really interesting quotes that I found here today, Scotty. Yeah, I, I love hearing about the college football expansion talk. Um, and, I mean, he brings up a really good point with the SEC, ESPN. Um, I mean, already, you know, you don't, you don't want the SEC and the ESPN making all the decisions there. That's a really good point. But I also just really like to hear support because, you know, a lot of these higher-up people, for some reason, I, I don't understand when people don't support the expansion. I mean, can you name one other sport? one other level of football or any other sport where only four teams make the playoff because I can't think of any. Nope. And at every other level of football, it's not like that. You get more football, you get more teams that have a chance to prove themselves in the playoff. It's, I, I just don't understand. Like, obviously there's the politics and there's the money and there's bigger issues that I'm not thinking about, but as a fan, I just want to see the playoff expanded so bad. And, and, I, I do really like to see support for it because I just don't understand how you couldn't support it. Yeah, my my biggest thing is, and you hear this, right? You hear people mention, oh, you know, whatever. Like, no one was beating Alabama or Georgia anyway, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, that doesn't matter, man. What What is your what is your issue against more meaningful football? Like, what, yeah, what exactly. why on earth would you ever have a problem with that? And I think 16, I think it's a fine number. I, I mean, we do it at the FCS level. We do it at the Division two level, Division three. Why, why can't we do it at the Division one level? I don't give a damn about most of the bowl games. The only reason I generally care about them uh, is to bet on them, to be quite yeah. honest with you. I yep. want to see meaningful football uh, in, in, on campuses, preferably, but if they're in bowl games, I don't care. I want to see the matchups. Even if we know that there's like a 90% chance one of the teams like Alabama is going to win it, hey, that's great. I don't care. I want to see more meaningful football. I, I just do. Yeah, and I mean, dude, like I said, there are, I mean, there are powerhouse teams in every sport. They don't have 14 playoffs, and it, it leads to more chances of those teams. Exactly, yeah, yeah, I mean, dude, 100%. Yeah, you look at Kentucky when they were undefeated in basketball. Yeah, they're winning every game. Oh, they're going to win it at all. Big tournament. Look what happens. They get knocked off. I mean, I just think that it's better for the sport. We're going to see. We see crazy upsets every year in, the, in March Madness. That same kind of thing we can have with college football playoff, and it would just be so much fun. I mean, dude, imagine. Obviously, it's never going to get to a point where there's 68 teams, but even with 16, you start doing a little college football bracket challenge. I mean. Right. Oh, absolutely, man. 16, I, I think it's a great number. You know, obviously. Yeah, I'd go to 16. Yeah, yeah, 16's a great number. Like you said, uh, There's, it's just more chances for one of those big-time teams to get knocked off. Look, yeah. at, Alabama, you know, lost to Texas A&M last year. You know, that like they've had random regular season losses in the past. There's no saying that that's an impossible thing to happen in an expanded college football playoff. The, the best team is probably usually going to win a 16-team playoff, but the chances of some chaos happening in that format versus the four-team format is, is way higher. So let's bring it on. Let's get it going, and I'd love to see it, and I'd love to see more commissioners come out in full support of it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think a 16-team playoff would be great. Obviously, I think it's probably going to take a lot of time to get there. Right. But it looks like 
hopefully we're headed on our way. So that's definitely good to see. Absolutely. Great start to Big Ten Media Days. We're under 40 days away from kickoff, man. Starting to feel like football. Next time we do the show, it's going to be August. Scotty White, I love it. Football season is right around the corner. Great to uh, really get something of uh, value and substance uh, here on tonight's show. So before we head out, Scotty, where can we find you on social media, my man? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y. Um, doing football stuff right now. Can't wait for the season to get started to keep pumping out some content for you guys so you can follow me on there. You can follow me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow, of course, the Maze and Brew page as well, at Maze and Brew on Twitter. All of your updates, obviously Big Ten Media Days, but a lot of stuff uh, that's going to be coming out of camp next month. You're definitely going to want to be following that. Subscribe, rate, leave a review. We've got so many great shows for you throughout the week. You get your fix in every day, every week, and I promise it's going to be here before you know it. So let's start getting ready for it, of course, for my partner, Scotty White. I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.